Classic. 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 everyone and welcome back to the classic world podcast i have a very special guest with us today it's been a long time for this guy to come on and man i'm glad that i reached out to him and he he's here he's here guys so we have mr chris branch yo what's going on robin man thanks for having me on the pod bro um it's definitely been a long time and glad you were thinking about me it's it's good to catch back up with uh, my boy, Thick of Licorice, and we'll, we'll go good into that here in a little bit. I'm uh, get that name popping off. I know it's a classic wolf podcast, but he's still thick in my mind. Goddamn. <laughs> Always, man. So, uh, Mr. Branch, man, uh, can you tell my listeners about yourself and who you are? Yeah, man. So, uh, like uh, like you said, my name is Chris, and uh, basically, um, I'm a military vet. I got uh, medical retired from the Army. I got injured in Afghanistan. Um, I was struggling with some PTSD issues and some other things, um, and I decided to go to school for uh, graphic web design, where I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Mr. Wolf over here. And uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I'm you know active in the gaming community, YouTubing community, um, helping out veterans. I'm a VFW commander for the Veterans of Foreign Wars. I opened a brand new post here in Arizona um, and stuff like that. So. Dope, man. Like, um, I know when I first went to the Art Institute of Phoenix, this guy was like the first one of the one of the first guys that I met over there. And we had um, amazing artists. I talk about him on my show, um, Mr. Mike Ryder. And when we had this class together, dude, like we just hit it off. Like, first, I was kind of shy because I didn't meet anybody. There's a whole bunch of white people there. (laughs) But but yeah, dude, like when I saw this dude and he started making jokes and I started making jokes, we just kicked it off right there. We just like had that relationship and, you know, he's a really good dude. And like when this class, dude, like we always, I don't know, I don't know if it's weird for me, but I don't, I probably was weird for you, like watching these new models come in and they just stare right at you. And I was just like, like (laughs) looking at them, like, oh shit, what, what should I say? Or, I mean, I mean, there was this one um, older lady that was uh, a model, and she was just Blue looking. term model. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she was just looking right at me, like when I was like trying to draw. Like I was like looking up and looking down, looking up, looking down, and then she was just like looking at me, like okay, like I think she was like trying to hit on me with her eyes. Probably saw that I was too thick for her. Her delight. <laughs> was she resting her boobs over her arm like a wristwatch? You know, was she giving me some anatomy lessons? <laughs> and um, I knew Mike was like, you know, just like looking at me, and I was looking at her like I was like kind of getting like, um, like a the chubby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, put that board over it, sir. Like, <laughs> but dude like yeah when i met this guy uh chris um like i didn't know that you were in the army and uh, you're an army vet and that's when you're expressing that um through one of our classes and i was like man dude he doesn't look like an army vet because you know you have a beard and you're like um like pretty out there and then after that you sent you uh what was it you had those pictures in your phone of you i think you were wrestling or something or was it? Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, this guy, this guy's a pretty dope dude. And once you started talking about wrestling too, I was like, oh shit, we have something in common. Yeah, I wish my Austin three sixteen shirt still fits me, but you know, I'm a little bit thicker now than I used to be too. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, me too, man. But I'm starting to like get back into it and start working out. And I'm trying to walk. I mean. um, I talk about uh, my pod, too, about um, me, uh, you know, slowing down on the alcohol, you know, because that was a big deal. And I was like, man, I, I don't know, because that was like the main thing, too, because it's it's uh, it was kind of like a um, 
It was turning. It was uh, how would you say? It was um, you know, it was making me more thicker. And right, right. It was it was depositing. It wasn't burning off. It was turning the sugar and depositing into your, yeah. your thicker areas, your love handles. Yeah, it was it's right now. I'm just like fuck. And when I stopped, dude, I started drinking like more soda because it started like um, it was. I guess that's my grass. You know what? When you got when, right. you, when you quit something, you have to yeah, you have to have something to replace that. So um, I used soda, and then now I'm drinking like sparkling waters and water and. You know, so much shit that, you know, I'm just drinking my calories right now. But Chris, right. but Chris like, um, I mean, when we were at that school, I mean, what did you like about that school? You know, I like, well, one of the things I liked versus what I didn't like. Look, mm-hmm. I knew I was getting myself in some trouble. But I don't know how political your podcast ever gets. But I knew I was getting myself in a little bit of trouble going to an art school because those kind of people are different. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I love the creative types and I love artists and I love all that stuff. But like, even like you're talking about Mark Ryder, Mike Ryder, phenomenal guy. I, I would, I, I would do anything for that guy. Love Any, him to death. Anything? But when, well, well, well <laughs> now maybe not anything. Just about. Um, I'd let him draw me naked. Okay, <laughs> but so, um, I mean, he drew me. I still got the picture hanging up in a frame. But. Uh, but a lot of the times I would butt heads with people on a political scale because mm. you know, a lot of people there just didn't see things the way I did, but I, I've seen things. I've been out of this country. I've seen what third world countries are really like. And, and no, no. And I, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way to you and my boys in the, on the native American territories, but I've seen some of the stuff you guys going through. I seen what COVID did to, to your guys you know, lands. And, you know, part of the things I do with the VFW, we do the, the hydration, you know, mission hydration. We bring water out there and stuff to y'all. Cause you know, that's a whole different a whole different story I don't think we need to get into here. Yeah. But people just don't see people just don't see what we really have here. And that's what I'm passionate about is you know, we have all this freedom, and sometimes that freedom becomes so skewed by what people want and desire, and they don't think about anybody else but themselves. Mm-hmm. Our free society is a very selfish society. Yeah. And and it's kind of upsetting to me. Mm. And that's where I butted heads with a lot of the artistic type of people there. Is there's a lot of selfish people there, but aside from that, the instructors were phenomenal. I had great times with Laura G. You know, our, our English teacher. She was awesome. You know, mm-hmm. she was a firecracker in herself. And then um, the Kings were amazing. Both. I mean, Allison challenged me in ways that I'd, I'd never been challenged before. Yet, you know, we butted heads. And then her husband's like the polar opposite. Um, you know, so I, I had a lot. I had a lot of good with that. Um, a lot of good with those those style of things. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself too, and the things I could put up with. Mm. Yeah, man, like, with the professors there, man, they were, like, really dope. I mean, like, I talk about Mike Ryder, um, the Kings. Uh, dude, I always forget that guy's name. It was, like, an Asian dude that was a... Uh, oh, yeah, I forget his name, too, but he was good, too. Deliquist was great, too. Yeah, and he was, and Mr. like... Mr. Gray, I'll never forget Mr. Gray, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Gray, man, always coming in with the fresh uh, the clothes, man. Reds, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, he looked like an oh, old-time yeah. pimp, man. Just yeah. like walking in, he was just chill. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't he didn't hold race, he didn't hold none of that stuff. He was chill. Um, yeah, love that man. Dude. He was a good dude. Yeah, man. Like it, it sucked because that school was such a good school, and I met a lot of good people there. And like going to that school, you know, it, it helped me get out of my box and get out of, and put my creativity out there. And you saw that you saw the potential that I had. And I mean, a lot of people did with uh, Mike Ryder and he used to pull me aside and talk to me about, you know, my art style. And I think that was like one of the best. Challenged you. Huh? Yeah. He, he challenged, challenged me. You. Yeah. He challenged me and he did man with all of the animation that he'll put in my, put it, put towards me to finish. And I was like, man, this, this, this guy, like, I thought that he hated me, but he was just like really teaching me how to be faster. And that's what his main thing was, is for artists to be fast. Because he said that if you're fast in the industry, you're golden. And that's right. why that's why he was at the scale of like where he was at that school. And his art, I mean, if you guys haven't seen his art, you know, look at his Facebook his art is so phenomenal because it feels like you're looking at a, a photograph. 
and yeah. I know he um he was always I remember he said that he was um he uh he entered in the uh the art contest over here in Arizona and his art was displayed over at the um was it the state fair, the Arizona State Fair. Yeah. And he talks about that all the time. And when I saw that man, he just like had he had the camera. He was a photographer too of taking people's picture and putting it into one piece. And I can't find that picture anymore. I guess um, I don't. I'll know send if- it over to you. I look for it all the time. I know you're talking about the one where he was at the fair and he had different people. Yeah. In the, in the oil painting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I know where that picture is. I'll get that sent over to you, bro, so you can post that up. I got you. All right, for sure. But yeah, dude, there's a lot of good people there, and it sucks that that school is no longer here. And a lot of people that went over there to that school were devastated. I mean, I was devastated. And, I mean, that school, I mean, the teachers weren't bad. The students weren't bad. But it's just the school that really fucked everybody over. I mean. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, one of the interesting things that you mentioned there is about how quiet you were. And I think that's another part where I was different from the rest of the people there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people there were quiet. But when I got people together with me, I got a lot of people to open up to be themselves and not worry about, I mean, yeah, our 9-11 art got people really pissed off, but it was, we weren't making any sunshines or rainbows about it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that a lot of people, you know, you take Zach, you take, um, oh, I can't remember her name. Um, the one that gave you the nickname Thick of Licorice, but I can't remember her name. Oh, what was her name? Guyton. But she was quiet as all hell. And then we yeah. had Ninja. And Ninja, I, I think I heard Ninja speak like three words the entire time I was there for two years. <laughs> yeah. But her art skills were like beyond yeah, like, dude, she was amazing. Mm-hmm. She but was. she would just appear out of the middle of nowhere, bro. Yeah. Like she was a straight ninja. I thought she was gonna take me out. Yeah, dude. Well, like um I wonder I remember I was talking to um what was it? Damn, I have her name at the tip of my tongue because I was talking to her in the hallway. And yeah. she was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And I was just like, oh, shit. And she was like right behind me. I thought she was going to about to slip my throat or something. <laughs> <laughs> like she said, remember that remember that board in, in writer's class? We all just started adding stuff to it. We ended up having like Thanos on there. Oh, yeah. We ended up having like the world was ending. And then even Ryder came in and put some shit on there. We had the, we always talked about the pterodactyls. So we oh, had yeah, the yeah. Pterodactyl on. <laughs> yeah. And I drew like uh, I drew Galactus in there. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, I can't. I remember I used to have that in my phone, but I got a new phone, so most of the pictures that I had, you know, got got lost. So, but yeah, there was a lot of good people, man. A lot of good people there, and the school just fucked everybody over. And you know, I had to ask myself when I got that mail delivered to my door, and um, I looked at it, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And when I read it, I was like, what the fuck? Because I was so close, man. I was, like, willing to, you know, go there and, you know, get my degree and everything. And, you know, just people like um, Mike Ryder and other um, professors there were willing to help me out. And after I got that, my heart just sunk. I'm just like, fuck, yes. what, do I, what do I do now? You know, they took my money. What else? What else? What else can get worse? And, right. And, um. I remember we used to have those meetings in um, the English room. Yep. And um, just hearing everybody's frustration, everybody's like getting mad, not at the not at the uh, professor, but to get mad at our current situation that we're that we're just getting fucked over. And I remember you, like you're fucking just like going off, man, going off at the system there, man. <laughs> the corporate entities hated me, bro. Um. Yeah. Uh, I was on the news. I was in the paper. I was rounding everybody up and together, you know, because that's what, and, and, you know, it's funny. I don't know how much this you knew, but my shit was, my name was floating around on the corporate desks, bro. Like Laura was telling me like, and same through the registrar lady, like I'd go down there and they said, Hey man, your name's floating on desk. And they're trying to figure out what the hell to do about you, you know, because you're stirring all this pot. <clears throat> and I was like, there ain't nothing they can do until they fix it. And she goes, that's why I told him. The registrar lady said that, that that dude that came down from corporate was like, what do I got to do to get this guy to shut up? Mm. He's like, he's not going to turn on any of his buddies. He's going to be here till the end defending everybody. You guys picked the wrong group of people to mess with. Yeah. You know? And 
but that's just how I am, bro. I don't like people getting bullied and stepped on, bro, and getting fucked over. You know, for you guys, it's your hard earned money just as well as like for me, it was my GI Bill, bro. I'm still working to get that back. Blood, sweat, and tears serving my country to get my education. They go and fuck me over, you know? Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that. Uh, I mean, it took so long for my tribe to um, to help me pay for school. And that was the year that I got fucked over. And they were just like, like, what are you going to do now? I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know where where I can, you know, take my credits and go to another school. And um, good thing that GCU took me in. But, you know, I just really liked that school, man. I, can, I can't say it enough because, you know, I met you. I met um, Ninja there. I met Gaiten. I forgot her. And, um there's other dude that was there. He was part of the group um, that was with the youth, a military dude. Oh, Corey. Corey. Yeah, Corey. Yeah, it's Corey. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, he actually is around the corner from me. Me and him still kick it. Oh, yeah. The house out here by me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his name? Well, Panda. Remember that dude, Panda? Um, yep. Yeah. He had a crush on me, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he liked uh, the stick boys, bro. He probably told you that, too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, Oh man, that dude was funny, man. But you know, he was a really cool dude, and that was like, that was like the the um, I think that was the year like when um, when all this shit was going on that you know everything everything that people was holding inside was like going out, going out to other people and expressing um, their feelings, true feelings to other people there because that's the last time we're going to see each other and. I remember like um, talking to one of the professors there and she asked like, she asked me the same question. Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, but I think I'll probably just go home and drink. (laughs) And that's what I did. So, I mean, I'm so grateful though, that I've met you and you're on here on the pod for, I think, when was that? What year was that? I think it was like 2000 and, did we met or that the whole thing went south? Yeah, when it went south. I want to say it was 20, end of 2017, beginning of 2018. Mm, okay. It sounds about right to me. Man. Fucking corporate, man. Right? Dude, I was at their doorsteps, bro. I don't know if anybody else ever knew that, too. I went all the way down to the Dream Center's corporate office, bro. I demanded to see the boss. And I <laughs> sat there, and I was ready I was ready for them to tell me, you know, you got to get out. And I was, I had people on standby to come picket in front of the corporate building, but they took me in there. Like five people brought me back to this back office, bro. And they're like, what the hell? And I'm like, I want answers. Yeah. My people deserve answers because you guys aren't giving us anything. You're just fucking us over. Yeah. It's bullshit. Who went I got with, patience for that. Who went with you? Was that, was it just you that went there? Me and Corey. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, damn. But I had like, Zach and um, Zach and half of those people were all on standby. Um, mm. And then Tyler, I don't remember if you remember Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, we call him the village idiot. He's actually in the army now. He's stationed out of Fort Hood, my old stomping grounds. So he actually did something different with his life. So it was pretty cool. So. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know that you went over there, dude. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't know that you went over there so. to DreamWorks this thing. DreamWorks is business. Hell yeah. 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 I said you got time to go on your private jet to go talk to people. You got time to talk to me. You know? Yeah. It's not fair to all of us. You know what I mean? It, 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 in this day, it's still not fair to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know? And because the thing about it is, it's like they shouldn't have led people on. I was in the same boat as you. I was, I was eight credits for my graduation, bro. I had eight credits to go, but I wasn't going to sit there and fight with them for eight credits yeah. because it wasn't worth it. I'd rather, I'd rather go back and, and get my shit back and get somebody to actually take care of me and do and use my benefits I earned to do something better for the world. You know what I mean? I'm all for giving back. I mean, that's, that's what I do, bro. Mm-hmm. Just like you reaching out to me. Hey man, you want to be in my podcast? And yeah, well, yeah, bro. You know, can I support you and help you accomplish your dream? Yeah, I'm no big name. I'm no, I'm no nobody, but I'm here to help. 
and be whatever I can be to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I, I expect that in return mm-hmm. from people in society. And, and I just, I figure, you know, being a good person overall is what's going to make life, you know, better. I struggle with my own issues, you know, my own PTSD, my own things. But if I can make one person smile, if I can make one person laugh, if somebody can pick up your podcast, like this goofy motherfucker, you know, <laughs> talking about thick licorice, they can smile for a day, then I accomplished something. I made yeah. somebody smile, I made somebody laugh, let somebody know there's people there for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You can be a shy, off the corner person and not want to say a word to nobody, I'll get you to talk. You'll eventually open up to me. Everybody does. Yeah. I mean, that was a good thing, man. I mean, yeah, that was like, um, like having to having like, I, I think it was just our class that we had class together. Initially. Yeah. It was just writer's class, that first class. And then we ended up having, uh, not color theory, but one of those advanced color classes with what's your face. Oh yeah. And yeah, we yeah. did it. Yeah. I forgot so. her name, man. But when you're in the military, how was it over there? Like with your anxiety now, I mean, your PSD, PSD, right? Yeah, PTSD. So here's the thing for, for me, um, a lot of the stuff that happened to me over there was really difficult for me in the beginning when I got back, trying to process. I got attacked my first two weeks in country. I had a grenade blow next to my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I got lucky and it rolled in an irrigation ditch. They caught the shrapnel instead of my face. Yeah. Um, so I got really lucky on that. But that set my mood for my whole deployment, you know. So very anxious. Don't like people behind me. Don't like, you know, certain things. And, you know, it's hard, this whole COVID thing. You know, I don't like not being able to see people's faces, you know. It's the same thing at AI. I don't know if you remember when they had that threat of that kid coming to shoot up the school. Oh, and me and had a whole plan. Yeah. yeah. Me and Chikori had a whole plan for that. You know what I mean? If that were to go down. <clears throat> you know, but that was, that was, the, that's the hard part still with it. You know, it's just the everyday kind of over my shoulder on guard, watchful and stuff. And the way the world's going today, you know, it's going to hell in a handbasket, bro. Mm-hmm. You got shootings popping up around every fucking corner. You got these school shoot. There was a, you know, an armed intruder in a school, like 10 miles from my house the other day. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck, bro? Like, why can't we all just be civil and, and be grownups and, and not be dicks? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I forgot about that. I forgot about the uh, school incident, man. And I remember you were talking, you were you were talking with um, the whole military guys that were there, and yep. I was just like, "All right, I'm gonna hang out with these guys." <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I was like, in the middle of you, middle of all you guys, you guys just talking, and I was like, in the middle. <laughs> yep. You didn't need to know we were going to use you as a meat shield. You didn't need to know. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah, dude, like, um, with that whole, uh, whole thing that was, yeah, you went through, of uh, going, you know, of getting fucked over and then going back to that question. Um, how did that, how, where did you go after that? Where did you go after, you know, you, you couldn't go back when all of us got separated like what did you? What? How was your life after the uh, the whole incident? That's a good question. So I got lucky initially. One of our instructors, one of our our teachers, one of the classes I took, happened to own a marketing agency, um, and I interned with her um, right before all this stuff started going down um, at the beginning of 2016 or 2017, whichever it was. I think it was 2017. Then everything ended at the end of 2017. Um, I entered with her at the beginning of 2016 or 17 mm-hmm. and she liked what I did. So she ended up hiring me. So I ended up going straight to working for her agency out of the whole thing with AI. And then they had some uh, corporate structure changes, some stuff go down. And so then I got, uh, got the boot from there. No hard feelings. Life is life. Um, and then I started working around the nonprofit sector. Um, I started working for uh a really amazing organization. I hope your viewers take the time to check it out and maybe donate to it. If I could throw a plug here, mm-hmm. um, but it's the military assistance mission. They're one of the, uh, they're a local organization here in Arizona that help active duty guard and reserve members help their families that are struggling to pay bills or helping new families in the military ranks E5 and below help them with college and stuff like that. Phenomenal local organization and all the funding they raise goes back here locally to Arizona. So um, that worked for them for a while. Um, and then they had another corporate, they had a corporate structure change too. And they were just cutting costs, which made sense. Yeah. And, um, 
so I got let go from there. And then I started working with the BFW um, in, in their actual system. Um, I was helping vets get their benefits from the VA. So when they were struggling getting their disability benefits, I helped them. I went to the court with them and did things with them for that. And then I had another opportunity come up. I left them for my current job now. Um, yeah. I'm not going to plug my current job now just because I don't know their rules and that stuff with podcasts, but I got a good job now. So, mm. I mean, that's good, man. I'm happy for you, man. And I mean, dude, like um, you're my first guest from Arizona. <laughs> oh, awesome. I mean, that's a, I mean, I just thought about that when you were talking about Arizona. So I was like, damn, this guy's my first guest. I mean, I mean, who other to pick from Arizona from my good friend, Mr. Chris Branch? Well, I appreciate that, brother. And I mean, I, and I'm honored to be here. You know, I mean, I think it's, you know, I've been following the progression of your, of your, of your channel and it just made me laugh. You know, your animations for the classic wolf, it just brings back to that picture you drew of me with my gnarly teeth and my hairy knuckles, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. old Twitch channel, yeah, right. all to my old Twitch channel. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, so it made me think about that and, and just, you know, all the, all the good times. Yeah, there were some shit times, but some true friendships. I mean, before this thing, you know, when 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 the Wolf here started talking about opening up his podcast, I told him, bro, anytime you need me, bro, shoot at me and, I, and I'll be there. I'll, I'll be a guest on your podcast. And, you know, we were still in contact. We don't talk every day, but, you know, he knows if he's got an issue or something arises, he knows he can get a hold of me. You know, that's just how it kind of operates here. You know what I mean? It's just those lasting friendships you build. You know, you can't replace those. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, the same thing here. You know, if you call, you know, I'll talk to you. And if you need anything, man, I'm here. Here for you. You know, if you want to talk about hard times or good times, man, I'm here. And I just want to, I just want to put that out there. I mean, this guy has been, been there for me and through the thick and thin, especially at school, you know, and I've been with him too, like where, when the, the projects that we had to do and I would give him some pointers on how to, you know, draw, <laughs> draw. Yeah. And, uh, Drawing's not my strong thing, <laughs> I can draw a stick figure. I went to art school. I can't do shit. I can grow a beard though. I can grow a fucking beard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at his beard. I mean, um, I'll probably post a picture of you on, uh, my, uh, my Facebook or Instagram to get a look at that gorgeous beard. I make my own beard products now too. That's another side gig I do. Oh, what? So, really? Yeah, yeah. So I started making my own my own beard products. Me and my buddy, um, we're working on getting that Facebook page up and going. We named it after the military. We called it Bearded Two Fourteen for the joke. We did the same thing with my uh, gaming logo. Mm. When you get out the military, we call it our Freedom Beard because once you get out, you don't ever want to shave your shit again because it's annoying as hell. So yeah. we call it the Freedom Beard. So that's how I got that name. And, so we made this, he's, my buddy's a Marine and that's how we came up with that. It's like, Hey man, it's that whole freedom beard thing. And we got about six cents and we're working on some body soaps and candles and stuff Yeah, towards men. Um, and smelling good and nice. So I'll have to send you some when I get some samples made up. I'll be shooting your address. I'll send you some up and you can check it out. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> you guys should make some, uh, deodorant too, deodorant and all that stuff. Pretty yeah, deodorant's a little bit trickier just because of, of you know, antiperspirant stuff and getting the stuff for that and, you know, allergies and stuff like that where a lot of times in the hair, you don't have to worry about as much of that. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely something to look into for sure. I was thinking about something for the ass crack, you know what I mean? Um, most of us dudes suffer from that swamp ass and I want to get some <laughs> anti-swamp ass. You know, nobody makes a deodorant stick for the butt balls, right? So, I mean, yeah. let's. Let's go with something new, you know what I mean? Don't let don't let none of your fucking listeners steal my idea <laughs> about about the Gucci deodorant, right? But no, I'm just kidding. Um, but you guys but yeah. should uh, <laughs> you guys should uh, make some um, hair products too. With I got a perm now, dude. I uh, know I see that. Oh, bro, you know what you haven't seen in a while? What's dude, that? I started a whole new ink piece, bro. <sighs> I started a whole new ink piece since the last time I seen you in school. Like, oh damn! Yeah, all old school '90s games, bro. Mario, Sonic, Ren, uh, Ren Stimpy, fucking Arrow Monsters, Carmen San Diego. Carmen all San Diego. Shit, bro. Yeah, bro. I found Carmen San Diego, my man. <laughs> God, man, I haven't heard of that name in a long time, man. Oh, we need to add Captain Planet to it, bro. 
Captain Planet with the mullet. Yeah. Oh yeah. You should grow a yeah, mullet. Yeah, bro. Grow a Coming mullet. Back. Grow a mullet, man. Huh? Grow a mullet. Yo, I thought about it, bro. I, I mean, thought about it, but I just can't. I can't get that long hair. I can't. I can't break that. I was able to get the beard, but I can't do the long hair no matter how hard I try. Just uh, cut, trim that beard, and just put it to the back <laughs> <laughs> as extensions. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, yeah, you should you should really grow a mullet. I mean, if you have a beard and you have a mullet, I mean, you'd be golden. I mean, everybody would probably buy your products, and you know. Yeah, so I'm already sexy, so I got to get you know that extra bit of sex. You know, what I mean, a sex appeal. Maybe I'll start an OnlyFans. Hell, oh. Yeah, only fans. <laughs> Instead of feet pics, bro, it'll be beard and bullet pics. You know what I mean? Doing yeah. some weird poses. <laughs> Ask um, Panda to be your photographer. He would love to, and you know damn right he'd love to. He used to ask me a new bottle for him all the time, bro. <laughs> I remember he used to uh, touch your belly all the time too. I know, man. I remember one time he made some weird comments to me in front of my son. And my son's like, what the hell? I was like, don't worry, it's normal. <laughs> the things you call normal around AI, bro. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, um, especially going back to that, uh, especially going back to uh, um, uh, the school, you military guys, man, how you guys talk. Like, just making, like, gay jokes and uh, like dick jokes and everything like that. And I was like, man, dude, I could have stopped laughing in the in the uh, classroom. Oh, yeah, everything's dick-related in the military, man. <laughs> dick or alcohol-related, bro, that's how you get your point across. You know what I mean? That's just uh, – that and the word fuck is an adjective. It's nothing insulting. Mm-hmm. The word fuck's just an adjective. Fuck this, fuck that. <laughs> it's just it's just on the lingo, you know? I remember um, – was it Corey was like, you fuck? And I was like, oh, shit. Because uh, around here is like an insult. Like, uh, yeah. you guys want to fight or something. But I was like, oh, shit. I was waiting for you guys to throw down. But, you know, you guys are just laughing about it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, you call someone a bitch in prison. It's over. You know what I mean? But yeah. you say, hey, man, stop being a bitch, dude. Like, military-wise, or hand you Corey a crayon for my Marines. You eating crayons. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? All the insulting going on. You know? <laughs> yeah man I mean a lot of good times at that school but moving on I would like to talk about you know this wrestling you know AEW and WWF I mean what's your, what's who are your five top wrestlers of all time of all time I mean that's, time. that's an easy one bro I mean that's an easy one it's, it's, it just, it's, it's really hard to label them it's really hard to label them in in a specific order because yeah. in my mind, all the ones I'm about to about to label are number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the original Gold Dust. Oh, so I'm talking about the original, original Gold Dust, Shattered Dreams, all that. Not the stuff going on now. Um, so like back in the day, like back in the '90s, Gold Dust. Yeah, back when we stood at WWF, he throw those legs up on the rope and kick someone straight in the groin. Shattered Dreams, baby. You oh know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Whole, weird tranny thing he had going on but he was never gay you know he was just uh and that was actually uh on that point i'll name my other two real quick here mm-hmm. um and when i say mankind when i say mick foley i'm encompassing all of mankind's personas or all of mick foley's personas because he was so great at every one of his personas yeah you know what i mean from dude love mick foley to mankind to to whatever he was cactus jack you know he was just amazing um stone cold's in there and then a lot of people might not agree with me on this, but one of my favorite tag teams of all time was the the, the Mosh Brothers, Thrasher and, and Thrasher and uh, Trash, and Mosh and Thrasher. Oh, Thrasher, yeah. yeah. Mosher and Thrasher were my favorite. I, I loved I loved the Brood when it was Gang Grail oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and the Edge. Um, <sighs> I liked the Rock and Sock Connection. I liked a lot of that stuff back then. And hands down, my favorite female wrestler at the time when I was a kid that was like straight on the chub meter was Stacy Keebler. Um, you know, that's <laughs> mm. going back to you know, old, old school. Yeah. You know I mean, the, the one I would dream about as a kid, um, that, that would definitely have to be, I mean, and it, it's so hard to put it at top five. Cause I mean, the road warriors did so much for tag team, even, you know, big pop pump and his brother, you know, Scott and Rick did amazing oh, yeah. things for the tag team division. Um, you know, when you added Kane, when you added Kane, or you added bad kind to anything, he just made every wrestler better. Whether it was Stone Cold, whether it was Kane, whether it was The Big Show. I mean, The Rock, 
I mean, I don't think, I mean, The Rock's a phenomenal, he's always been a phenomenal wrestler, but I don't think he would have been near as phenomenal as he was if he didn't have, the, the, you know, Mick Foley in his corner sometime in, yeah. in his career. Yeah. I mean, mine were probably, probably be, be um, Roddy Piper, Macho Man. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if anybody talks about him lately. Um, the Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. And I mean, I love the Ultimate Warrior, um, but I think like now I love. Um, I love a lot of uh, um, luchadors. Um, oh yeah. Like their style, man. Like Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero was one of them. I loved his style and. Uh, uh, Ray Mysterio, baby. Ray Mysterio. Um, I forgot the guy's name. The new guy from AEW. Um, he has a brother. Uh, what's the guy's name? You talking about the dragon? You talking about the dragon? It's um, or I mean, you have Penta Oscuro. Yeah. You have yeah, uh, Penta. Penta was good. Yeah, I like Penta Oscuro. Um, I I love seeing Ray Mysterio with his dad. I mean, you would never guess it. Ray yeah. Mysterio's kid was was you know Dominic was Ray Mysterio's kid because Dominic's like three times the size of Ray Mysterio. <laughs> you would never know it was his kid when he's carrying his dad on his shoulders to the ring, you know. Um, yeah. And you know Chris Jericho was great during his times. I think he's phenomenal when it comes to his his screen presence. I don't like him as a wrestler. Mm. Um, I just think he's kind of shit as a wrestler now. But he's always been a staple in the industry. And, you know, I, I can't go back to people that I have never got a chance to watch, but I know it'd been amazing to watch Andre the Giant. You know what I mean? I've been a phenomenal person to, to watch. Um, he was a good person. Uh, and I could go on all day long talking about wrestling, man. I mean, I have so many memories and, and so many good things. I, I've met um, Paul White, the big show. I've met him before. I got a picture shaking his hand, and he makes me look tiny. You know, my hand's engulfed by his. Um, my son's got a picture with Alberto Del Rio. Um, they were all in that kind of thing together. Uh, it was it was good times. Damn, man! Like you met the Big Show. I mean, how tall is he from you? I mean, you're tall no, too. He, he dwarfs me, bro. He dwarfs <laughs> me. I, I feel what it's like when I'm standing above people when he stood above me. Um, he uh, funny story. So my buddy at the time had twins, mm-hmm. and his twins were preemies. So his twins were kind of small already, but they were they were they were kind of growing up now. I think they were like six or seven months at the time. But he held both of his twins in one hand. It was kind of holding them like for a picture. Both my buddy's twins. Yeah. Oh um, shit. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um and, and just a nice all around nice guy, you know what I mean? He's just a good dude. Um and Horse Boggle was there and Kelly Kelly. Um so you know, I love those old original, you know, I love hardcore Holly. I love the hardcore era. Yeah. You know, that I love the hardcore belt. I love the whole hardcore era. Um, not necessarily the blood and guts type of thing to it, but just the the sheer amount of anti- like that you never you, you know it was wrestling, you know it was fake, you know it was um, you know, scripted, but like the hardcore championship felt so unscripted because you never know out of the middle of nowhere, they're in the middle of the street, downtown, wherever they're wrestling that night. Next thing you know, you know, Mick Foley comes out of the blue and just medical claws somebody. Now he's a new hardcore champion running until he gets hit by a car because Mick Foley did shit like that. Yeah. You know, hey, hit me with a car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like when he uh, fought the Undertaker at the Hell in the Cell when, uh, yep. when he got fucking, when uh, he was unconscious. Like when he talks about it, when he said that he was unconscious, when he came, when they were pulling, was it? When he was uh, when he left on the stretcher, yeah. When he left yeah. on the stretcher, yeah. When he came back in and started fighting again, I was like, "Oh man, this guy's fucking crazy." And especially like he going like back, teeth come out, of his <laughs> lip, had a concussion, a dislocated arm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what the um, what's his name? Oh, going back to um, uh, Gold Dust. Remember when they they had that um, that feud with Roddy Piper? Yep, and. uh I thought that was real. I thought that was real when Roddy Piper uh, chased him on the highway. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think that was right around the same time as the O.J. Simpson thing, too. So they kind of played that whole police chase thing with mm. Piper and Goldust, kind of played off of that. Um, you know, it, it's something that is not talked about a lot 
is, you know, the tag team divisions, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of this Roman Reigns push right now. I don't like that whole thing with WWE. Just like I didn't like the amount of time they kept Brock Lesnar as the champion. I didn't like, you know, how the Undertaker lost his streak. We all knew it was going to happen. He was going to lose his streak. I didn't like how that was done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not a fan. I, I, I think Roman Reigns is a great wrestler. I think there's a great potential with him, but I don't feel that he deserves all the limelight he has and the way they've made him. It's like they didn't get what they wanted out of Seth Rollins as a heel. So they went and, and Roman Reigns was second best as their heel. And then turning the Usos heel, like the Usos were always, it'd be like we turned the New Day heel. You know what I mean? It just doesn't, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel that, you know. Um, and speaking, of, I, I was, I was me, I haven't checked up. Have you heard anything on Big East condition? Is he still going to wrestle or is he done? I have no idea, man. Like, I, I was watching that match that day, mm-hmm. and my wife was even like, fuck. Like, yeah, man. I mean, I hope he gets well, because he was a good, he was really good wrestler. And he's motivated, bro. That dude's stacked, right? He's to the gym a lot. I yeah. listen to his music because he just motivated me. Um, Braun Strowman was another one. I thought they could have done so much more with Braun Strowman. That dude was a freaking nature. Mm-hmm. Like that dude was just, you know, me being six foot four, six foot five, depending on the day. I, I idolize a lot of those big dudes just because I think it's cool what they've accomplished. Because regardless of what people think, being a big dude is a difficult thing. People expect a lot out of you as a big dude. Get shut top shelf and not realize that you know I'll reach up there and get something on the top shelf for you. But if I ask you to get something on the bottom shelf, it's not because I'm being a dick. But it, the amount of effort it takes me to go to the bottom shelf is the same effort it takes you to go to the upper shelf. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's still the same amount of effort. I got to bend the fuck down and get the fuck up. I know, man. It's, it's hard on the knees, man, for being a big dude. Yeah. But, yeah, man, what about you? What, what, what do you say? Where, where are you wrestling one at right now? What do you see in the future of wrestling? What, do you, what, do you, what would you like to see? I know WWE went back to uh, mature once Vince left and that whole scandal and whatever else. Yeah, I mean, like with uh, WWE, they bring – they're bringing a lot of um, old wrestlers back. After Vince McMahon, he like, you know, canned mostly all of them, the good ones. And like, I hope, like, I, I was not devastated, but I was like, oh man, she's gone. Uh, Sasha Banks. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, after that, I was like, ah, I don't know what they're doing now. I don't know. I just kind of stopped watching it. Stopped, stopped watching like WWE and went focused on like um, the AEW because AEW is where it's at, man. They have all the talent. I mean, fuck. I mean, you can't so go much wrong, creative man. freedom. Yeah. Cause, like what, um, uh, uh, what's her name? I just seen her not too long ago. Uh, Thunder Rosa. Yeah. I mean, shit, that girl is, like, one of the best right now with uh, the Lucha. Yeah, Lucha female of all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they have some, dude, the the um, House of Black Bro, Brody mm-hmm. Clay and Buddy Matthews, those dudes are impressive as shit for big dudes. When you see freaking Brody, uh, Brody Clay freaking, or uh, Brody Lee fly over the damn freaking rope like he's, you know, a Lucha. Yeah, you know, like what the? How the <laughs> hell did this dude get over that ring? You know, and how do you, how do you, as a smaller wrestler, prepare for impact? Yeah, <laughs> no, man, just go. It's oh, fucking, man, that's yeah, it's fucking nuts right now, man. With the the big dude wrestlers, man, because they it takes like like what you said, man. It takes a lot for a big dude to do stuff like that, especially like after the match. I would say like, fuck, I gotta ice my knees. I gotta ice yeah, my back. Get up. You know, just imagine them yeah. getting up. It's like, fuck. Yeah, I oh, can imagine. Man. I can imagine that. Like being a big dude. I mean, I'm not as tall as you, like five, six, five, six, five, six, four. Six, four, six, five ish. Yeah. Mm. That's if you put on those high heels. Yeah, you know, the ones <laughs> everybody likes. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard being a big dude, but somebody got to do it. Yeah, no, that's for sure. But I mean, even like you were saying, like the luchas, some of those the luchas there at AEW are really impressive with some of their um, acrobatics and, and some of the things they're doing now. Um, I'm a huge fan of Darby. Mm. Darby's, I, I, dude, he just reminds me of like 
I, I think he's really going to hate life like Nick Foley does later on in life because that dude takes punishment, bro. Yeah. Like, that dude. <laughs> and, and it's cool to see him partnering with Sting. Did you see that episode where Sting did that, that Stinger splash off the freaking the entrance oh, thing? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, you know that took everything out of Sting to do that, bro. Like, you know. It was like watching uh, the, the wrestler, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, holy crap, Sting just. But, you know, and it's unfortunate when you look at things like, uh, you know, especially when you're talking about alcohol use and stuff earlier, you know, it's 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 difficult to watch stuff with like Matt and Jeff Hardy. You know, I mm. mean, they've always had a strong place in my heart, you know, and it sucks to see Jeff go through all the stuff he's going through and continuously in and out of rehab and that last DUI and then have to strip them. Because, you know, when um, Swerve and Keith uh, Lee got the AEW titles, I'm pretty sure those titles are going to um, – we're going to the Hardys until that happened. You know what I mean? They had to do the impromptu. Um, yeah. But what about Cesaro, bro? Which, you know, obviously it's not Cesaro in uh, AEW, but um, it's Claudio Castiglione. But um, it's cool to see him there. I've always been impressed by his stuff. Even mm-hmm. when he got his teeth jammed in the back of his skull off the ring post in WWE. Yeah. Um, the Blackpool Combat Club seeing William Regal and, you know, John Moxley and, and, and all that stuff. Um, I've always been a fan of Moxley. Um, I think he's a little rough around the edges, though. I think that he demands a lot, but he is pretty impressive. I think CM Punk's lost his, his – I don't think CM Punk's what he used to be. He's not what he was when he was in WWE. You know, he's still, you know, CM Punk, but he's just not what he used to be. Yeah, like um, I was watching that uh, when he was talking. He just, like – he didn't have that, you know, that – that how would you say – that, um, that charisma, that charisma from back in the day, and it's just like watching him, and it's like, oh, okay, like, oh, maybe it's just a phase. Maybe he's just, I don't know. Like, we, I know yeah. he wasn't really good doing the UFC thing, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Luchasaurus. I just like his personality. Like, he he doesn't say much, but he means a lot. You can just see like that. That was a great tag team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then them kind of, I think they feel like they're trying to break him up, make him kind of go solo. Yeah. Oh, you know, with the whole break thing with Christian Cage and all that stuff. But I think they're a great tag team. I think sometimes that's what sucks too. Is like FTR, bro. Hands down, FTR is probably my favorite tag team. Like at first, I didn't like them until mm-hmm. I really started to like watch them. And like, I just like their their respect and their mannerisms. And I really like um, how AEW brought Ring of Honor to it, and people were showing the pre- like WWE, just like UFC. You were never allowed to do that back in the day. You weren't allowed to shake somebody's hand when you did stuff like that. It kind of broke character per se, but they encouraged that kind of stuff on there. Yeah, and I think it's really good for the sport. Um, personally, yeah, because there's a lot of stuff that that would be forbidden, and at WWE, you know, they're doing it different, and I think that is more better. You know, with the new age of with um, you know, with um, bringing these, what, how was his name? What's her name? Oh, Thunder Rosa, with her coming out with her traditional, um, her uh, getup of being Mexican. You know, right. they would never themselves more to Day of the Dead makeup and her traditional dress. Yeah, yeah. that would never be over at the WWE. You know, with um, Vince. I don't think. Oh well, maybe I'll change. Maybe, maybe uh, Triple H will change everything though. Yeah, but when's the last time you saw a female lucha? The last time they did that when they had uh, what's her Mickey James dressing up as a luchador or a luchadoris. Yeah, and they unmaster whatever it was. That was the last time they did anything, and it's unfortunate because to me, and this is no dig at females, so don't think I'm sexist. Classics yeah. podcast listeners, <laughs> but kind of like the the WNBA, I don't feel like. I feel like they treat the women different. The wrestlers so different. I think it's nice to see them move out of the. Quarter diva area and mm-hmm. more the female wrestler area and i think that charlotte flair did a really good job of that you know obviously she had a lot of clout with her dad but she really shined as an independent wrestler herself yeah. and more of a wrestling mentality than a diva mentality not just a cheerleader not just as pretty pris but actual wrestlers and talented but it, it's still it's still lackluster to me a lot of the female wrestlers it's just not like elbow strikes instead of their open hand strikes, you know, just some of the stuff they do, like it's a lot easier to, to choreograph. And it just seems, it seems way more choreographed with the females. Yeah. I think right now we're living in an age that it's, it's being, it's uh, they're breaking a lot of rules and they're starting to, 
you know, like with the the females, like with WWE when they have their 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 uh, Royal Rumble, and yeah. back in the day they never really had a Royal Rumble, and now they're bringing everything. They're they're stepping up more than men, I think. Right, one hundred percent. I just feel I just feel like it's getting shadowed because it seems too choreographed. And then you know AEW throws things in like you know a double a double ring Royal Rumble, you know what I mean, which was yeah. dope to watch. And then you know what AEW has got what two transgender wrestlers I believe on their on oh, their roster. Uh, you have yeah. Sunny Ro- Sunny Kiss and uh, uh, oh. that female. Nia Rose. Yeah. I wish they bring the boogeyman back, bro. I love the boogeyman. Oh, the boogeyman, yeah. I wish they had I wish they brought back um Enzo. Because he was really good in the, the microphone. Oh dude, he was yeah, but you know, you get a sexual assault charge. Yeah. With all that or stuff, even a, yeah. attempted. No, I mean I watched that episode. I was watching the Royal Rumble was it, I think it was the Royal Rumble it was WrestleMania when he got knocked out cold with that mm. under the rope throwing accident, bro. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Oh, that was bad. I mean, yeah, dude, there's like a lot of wrestlers that I wish they can bring back. Like him, definitely. Uh, he wasn't really a good wrestler, but I on the microphone, fuck, he was really good. Yeah. Well, it's like over there in AEW now, bro. Like Billy Gunn's kids suck, bro. I don't, Colton Gunn, and then they suck, bro. Like they're no, they're no badass Billy Gunn. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's why I think you know Billy Gunn's doing better teaming up with the Acclaim because the Acclaimed are more like. The original DX, you know what I mean? They're kind of on the mic, talk a lot of shit, do this type of thing. And his boys, his boys will never be able to get out of his shadow. And I think that was some of the biggest things for Cody and, and for Dustin even, you know, trying to get out of their dad's shadow. You know what I mean? Because, you know, and I forgot to mention that. I was pretty stoked one day. Um, I tweeted out it at uh, Gold Dust, man, back in the day. I didn't know he quit drinking. He struggled with alcohol addiction and stuff, but. He actually tweeted back to me. I, I sent out to him. I was like, hey, man, if you're downtown in Arizona, you know what I mean, for a show again, you know, let me know. I'd love to take you out and just, you know, hang out with you or whatever. And he actually tweeted back because I am at quit drinking all the time. Well, he actually, like, legitimately tweeted back to me. And I was like, I felt pretty stoked, bro. He responded. I was like, he reads his messages. Like, that's cool shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I mean, drinking with gold dust. Can you picture that? <laughs> I'm just telling you, and that's that's the same thing. Like when they did that with Cody Rhodes, the mm-hmm. Stardust gimmick sucked. Yeah, there was nothing good about the Stardust gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, I was surprised that he went back to WWE and they let him come back after that straight insult to Triple H with the smashing the throne when AEW launched. Bro, I was like, Damn. oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But you know, Triple H in the time he was a great wrestler. I don't think he when he was. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and then when he kind of transitioned to DX, he was phenomenal. I liked him. But as he's become that corporate kind of person, I haven't really cared too much for him. It just hasn't been, you know, he's it's all get up, you know, his gimmick, you know, the game, his whole gimmick is just, you know, his turns with, with HBK. The HBK is on my top list, you know, uh, Bret Hart and Jerry the King Lawler, you know, some other top favorites. I remember my first ever pay-per-view I watched. I think it was WWE. It was, it was WWF Royal Rumble or WWF in your house when they had the kiss my feet match, um, mm, yeah, you know, back in the day. So <laughs> yeah, I that's what I really got. Into wrestling. I don't really care for triple H now. I mean, back when he was like, um, triple H when the attitude area, then yeah, I'll watch him when he used to have, uh, his matches with the, the rock or stone code. I mean, those are like his best matches, I believe, yeah. especially with the uh, undertaker uh, fighting him and, and, uh, hell in the cell. Yeah. And yeah, like I, yeah, like what you said, I don't really care for him now. Yeah. Once he put those corporate pants on, he just wasn't the way he used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go from DX to being part of the corporate system. You know what I mean? That was the whole <laughs> meaning of DX is fuck the corporate system. I mean, the dudes drove a tank to the ring. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like if you had Stone Cold become, you know, CEO and Stone Cold was acting like Vince McMahon. Like that would mm. never happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can see him show up in his suit and tie to rip it off and stun you. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that's why I'm kind of impressed with Kevin Owens. Like I don't like part of me hates Kevin Owens, but the other part of me thinks he's smart. Mm. Like, I mean, the name Kevin Owens being able to have the initials KO, genius. Um, but rolling around through everybody's finishers and I don't know. There's just some things I don't like about him, but I think he's very talented. Mm. You know, 
Edge, same way, you know, Edge was back and forth about coming back and, you know, making that whole faction and stuff, but you're never going to have the original faction that Edge had, you know, with the brood and then all this, and the other faction he was with. You're never going to have that again. So they try to make this Dark Order faction or the hell it was, you know, it just wasn't the thing. Um, yeah. I loved, I, I absolutely loved um, the uh, the Wyatt family. I loved the whole Bray Wyatt gimmick. I loved that whole thing. That was so entertaining. And I think if you were to take, and if Brody Lee was still alive and, you know, you were able to have him and um, the redhead guy, I always forget his name, um, but you were able to bring them uh, back over to AEW and let the Wyatt family run in AEW, they'd be amazing contenders against the House of Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, yeah, Bray Wyatt. Um, when he turned into the Fiend. Yep. But after that, he went to that, we call it the, um, not the Fiend, but the other one. He was like a, like a, trying to be like a talk show host. Yeah, the Fireflies, the Playhouse. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like that. I mean, I was like, ah. Uh, I think it should have just stuck with the, the original, um, you know, his uh, original gimmick. As, uh, Sister Abigail and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, man. They had a badass theme song, too. Yeah. <laughs> we could go all day and have a whole podcast just on original theme songs, bro, and how amazing those were now. They all started with Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Um, so. How did you get into wrestling? How did you like wrestling back when you were growing up? I think it was just an outlet and a release. Mm-hmm. I think it was cool to watch stuff. It's something I strive to be. If I wouldn't have gotten, before I got injured in the military, I was actually going to go to school here at the Arizona Wrestling Academy and then try to get into wrestling. But then I had a family and stuff like that. Um, it was just a nice release. It was a, a fun thing to talk about. You know, in, in, in high school, it wasn't embarrassing back then to talk about wrestling or be a and wrestling, you know, your 316 Austin shirts were banned from school, you know, because there's a middle finger on it. It was just like that. The whole attitude era just really got involved because it was like stone cold of all things in mankind. It was like when everybody, like, when you're in school, fuck the system and, and you know, just, you know, I'm not going to conform. And there were just kind of people like to idolize and look up to, like people look up to football players or, or basketball players, you know, wrestlers were people that we looked up to. Um, they kind of idolized and the amount of heart and stuff they put into people call it fake or whatever. But I was like, yeah, it might be fake, but they put as much heart into that as, you know, Troy Aikman does into a spiral football. Yeah. I mean, they practice their craft and, you know, they're constantly in shape. It's like, you can't. And the thing with, with wrestling to me, you know, you take somebody like uh Tyrus, you know what I mean? There's no specific body type or body build to be a wrestler. You could be a midget, like Doink and Dink the clown. You know what I mean? And or like Dink, and then you could be somebody like Andre the Giant. You guys had the same equal fighting chance to be in the sport. You know what I mean? Because it was kind of like a sideshow, kind of like a freak show thing. And but they were able to put you on display for the world in a positive way and give light to you where you wouldn't be discovered anywhere else. Yeah. Because Andre the Giant, even though he's you know seven foot tall, he never had the build to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where else was he going to go? What else was he going to do? Yeah, you know someone like Dink, someone like Dink. What's they gonna do? Hire him for an Oompa Loompa from you know for Willy Wonka or an Elf for Christmas? But they were able to shine. Hornswoggle able to shine and and be somebody. You know, I think that's really what got me into wrestling when I was younger. Is just I feel like each individual person may have had a character, but it built into individuality to their person to make them feel a purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, like with the Yokozuna, he's like one of the big dudes. Yokozuna, yep. Rakishi. Um, like, the list goes on and on with that. I mean, like, the Earthquake and Tugboat and all this. Viscera. Yeah, Viscera. Oh, yeah, Viscera. Yeah. Viscera. And uh, the World's Strongest Man, Mark Henry. You know, all being Mark big Henry. dudes. Yep. I mean, yeah, you didn't have a, you didn't, you didn't have to have a body type to be um, a good-ass wrestler. You just had to just move and know the, know the, the routines and the moves. And have the personality be able to be on the mic if need be. Yeah. Or, you know, but that's really what got it for me. I think you would be a good wrestler, you know, if you're, if you're, um, if you were to go to the wrestling academy because you have the, uh, the persona. Yeah. You know, because of my injuries and stuff, I can't do this. I'm just thinking about being a plus size model. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's going to be my next goal. Is, uh, An OnlyFans. 
Yeah, maybe not your OnlyFans. Maybe I'll just be like wearing a model shirt type, the big dog clothing. I don't know. Maybe next time I'm on your podcast, I'll put a plug in my, my plus size clothing. Maybe I'll work out on bras or something, you know what I mean, for men. Called the booby pouch for men, you know what I mean? I don't lactate. I just have boob sweat. You know, it's all good. <laughs> Remember that? Maybe I'll get into stand-up comedy, but I'm lazy as shit. I'd rather sit down and do comedy, you know? Yeah, you should, man. You should bring that cloth, that clothing line back, the big dogs. Yeah. I was just going to call it Big Shalom's because that's definitely not what we're rocking with. Oh, hell um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, uh, yeah, being a big dude, it's it's hard. It's a hard life. You know, it's a workout. You know what I mean? People don't realize how hard it is to maintain this beautiful body. You know, the amount of food I have to eat and the curls I do eating. You know what I mean? There's a lot involved. <laughs> People think it's hard to be skinny going to run on a treadmill. Man, try being heavy set. Try mm-hmm. to feed my appetite. I mean, Jesus. It's expensive. Yeah, especially right now with all these uh, prices going up. Yeah. Wow. You figure it's $6 for a healthy salad. Yeah, it's only $1 for a shitty cheeseburger, but it takes me six shitty cheeseburgers to fill up. So I'm spending <laughs> the same amount as you. <laughs> Man, shit's going up right now, and it's... It's uh, it's, might as well just start being uh, skinny now, cause fuck, you wanna save some money out of your wallet. Yeah, I'll just stop eating completely. I have enough reserves to live for a little while. Be like Cartman and freaking South Park, you know, just live <laughs> off my my fat reserves. Do you guys still get yeah. that uh, for military guys? The what do you call it? The um, the uh, the packs. What do you call those things? MREs. MREs. Yeah. Yeah, I can still get those in some places. I wouldn't recommend them to anybody, though. I remember that. Um, those, those don't help you poop. Those just help you not poop. They plug you up pretty good. Oh, shit. I remember yeah. this one guy that I was talking to when I used to work at uh, Sam's Club. Um, he used to eat those all the time. I was like, I mean, I tried one and I was like, oh, I mean, yeah. it was like nacho cheese and. Um, Jalapeno cheese, chili mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah man. That's a good. You got to warm up that cheese, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, just try this. So I was eating it and I was like, this is kind of good. But then, like, later on, as a shift, um, my stomach started turning. Yeah. It wasn't happy with you, bro. Yeah. It was killing my vibe, man, at work. And I was like, fuck, I was happy to go home. You know, I just like if somebody's a stoner, bro, and they eat an MRE, it's not going to not going to be stoned anymore. You can't get the munchies and eat an MRE. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to kill your vibe, bro, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to cut it right there, bro. I mean, I was love love to for you to come back on the show. And, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, wrestling. We talked about the gaming and the gaming and where you've been after um after school closed and, you know, it was a sucky time back then, but you know, you're doing well, you're doing good right now, man. I mean, having your, your beer products coming out and I hope to get one of those products, but man, do you, would you like to uh, share where you're, where people can find you on your social media? Yeah. So right now beard Two Fourteen, you can find us on Facebook and then you can look me up on um, YouTube. If you want to hit me with a like and a sub, some of my recent videos uh, at the freedom beard, so on Twitch, it's the Freedom Beard. On YouTube, it's just Freedom Space Beard. I'm not the good. I obviously need to see my picture in his podcast. I'm not the uh, the goofy guy that they have there with a the red, white, and green beard on the front page. He's got a few more subs than me, so he's on the top of the list. So if you can make me go to the top of his list, I'd appreciate it. Um, and you know, if if the Classic Wolf wants to throw up my my logo in his when he throws out the chat, you'll see what to look for. It's just me as a cartoon with a little bit smaller beard, but just as sexy. So I appreciate that. Oh yeah, man. I mean, uh, when is, when do you think your uh, beard products are going to be out? So I, I have I have products out for sale now. Mm-hmm. It's more just a custom order. So if they shoot an email um, to beard two fourteen at yahoo.com. so it's two D. So it's b e a r d d two one four at yahoo.com. They can shoot us an email over there, um, and we can send them out. Right now, we have a nice sample pack. We're putting together for five bucks a piece. The sample is the six cents or five cents we have available. Mm-hmm. And then if you like that scent, a specific scent, let us know. Hey, we bought I bought your sample. This is what I like. And we'll be able to give you a good deal on it. But like where Walmart charges like ten dollars 
for some shitty off the wall stuff. Um, we actually try to keep ours right around twelve to fifteen dollars for a twelve ounce, uh, sorry, two ounce can um, of our stuff. And right now, our hot ones are like Aussie Teak and uh, Midnight are our hot ones. Um, but anybody interested, they can shoot me their address and there we can Zelle or, or Cash App or whatever. But for my boy here on the podcast, obviously I'm gonna throw you one out to your way. Just me with your address, throw it out your way. You can put it under one of your podcasts and tell your viewers what you think about it. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Um, yeah, go follow him, follow him, what he's doing, man, doing a lot of great things. Much love to you, Chris. And you guys can go follow me at my, on my social media. That is Robin Jackson on Facebook with the class world podcast page. And on Instagram, that is Nightwing Rob. That's N I G H T W I N G R O B B with the class world podcast page as well. And I do have a Twitter. I'm trying to get into that. And I do have a, uh, YouTube channel, but it's not up right now, but I'm still putting it to work. So just be patient with me, guys. Much love to you guys, and I'll see you guys next week. 